AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And joining us now with some big breaking news is John Solomon with Just the News. John, what do you got? Well, a lot going on. Perhaps the most important uh, story, a federal judge in Northern California today, by the way, a judge appointed by Barack Obama, struck down Joe Biden's new asylum rule. That's the asylum rule where he's allowing a lot more people to come into the country, but limiting it to certain countries that he wants to let folks in. Judge said, I'm sorry, Mr. President. You don't have the authority to do that. Congress didn't give you that authority. So he struck down one of the main border policies that Joe Biden has done, a big blow, and it comes from one of the Obama-era judges. A lot of people talking about that. Meanwhile, well, day, John, just from curiosity, John Katzmatidis, just in curiosity, which uh, uh, countries was he uh, shooting down and which ones did he want? Well, uh, there are uh, there's a list of countries that he gives a, a, a flexibility to come into the country, places like Venezuela and Cuba, and then other places where they don't allow as many in. He picks and chooses countries. The point the judge made is none of this authority is in the law. You got to do what Congress says. You can't make up your own laws. How many times have we heard that with Joe Biden? We just heard it on the uh, the uh, student loan thing. We heard it on several of the environmental regulations. Joe Biden keeps trying to make law when he's really the president and the courts, even the Obama era courts are striking him down. Yeah. Wow. Now, you also have some big stuff on uh, IRS whistleblowers. You talked to one of them. What did they reveal? Yeah. So over the last two weeks, we've been able to interview both IRS whistleblowers. Uh, Yesterday, the second whistleblower, previously known as Whistleblower X. Now we know his name. Uh, And uh, it was a really fascinating interview with Joseph Ziegler. He is a career IRS agent. He's a Joe Friday-like character. Whenever you ask him a question, he goes right to the facts. No opinion, no politics. He does say, listen, I'm a Democrat. I'm openly gay. The Democrats can't say I'm partisan on this. But I'm telling you, the way Hunter Biden was treated was not the way any other tax suspect in my entire career was treated. There was political interference. We weren't allowed to pursue very serious crime matters. We were kept from evidence, kept from interviews, kept from search warrants. It was not the way the Justice Department is supposed to be. Very dramatic. And he mentioned one thing that I think a lot of people didn't come to appreciate. He said he said that he said, I bet you a lot of Americans don't realize it. If Hunter Biden had been hit with a more severe tax case, meaning he didn't do the plea deal that he's going to appear in court for tomorrow. If he was hit with a more severe case, his book, the autobiography he wrote of himself uh, just a couple of years ago called Beautiful Things, it would have been used against him because so many of the things he spent money on, he described as business expenses in his taxes. But in his book, he talked about it being a personal reset unrelated to business. Joe Ziegler said, I would have used his book against him. It would have been a big uh, amount of impeachment material against the president's son. Wow. So it was in writing there. Yep. You know, uh, John, I want to ask you also about um, the special counsel. There seems to be a big weight today uh, because the grand jury was meeting today. Potentially the January 6th charges could be coming uh, against President Trump at any moment from Jack Smith's grand jury. Yeah, listen, I I think everyone's watching. 
I know of some witnesses that are going before the grand jury or being interviewed in the next coming couple of weeks, which makes me think that maybe an indictment won't be imminent because they got to get through those other interviews, those other witnesses. But it will be probably resolved by this uh, summer, late this summer. Now, there's been a wrench in the whole uh, process. Former NYPD Commissioner Verity Carrick finally agreed to turn over some evidence originally considered to be attorney-client privilege. But what it is is all of his files showing that right up to January 5th, Rudy Giuliani, Bernie Carrick, the Trump legal team, still was investigating and digging in <clears throat> and believed a lot of the things that they believed were election fraud were still live issues, meaning they hadn't been disproven. They were active investigations. That could be a very significant piece of evidence, one that just got turned over to Jack Smith. We believe Bernie Carrick's going to do an interview with Jack Smith's team in a couple of weeks. But the big case that they would make against the president was he knew it was a lie when he said there was election problems and he, and he had already ruled them out. If Bernie Carrick's memos show that they were still really investigating police style, uh, a lot of these claims and they hadn't ruled them out, it puts a wrench in some of the government's arguments. That evidence just dropped in the last couple of days. That's really interesting, John. Well, I mean, they, they had the right to investigate. I mean, uh, I, I don't understand what the government was saying. Well, it is it is a tricky thing. Jack Smith has moved with lightning speed. I think a lot of people think that's good. Why let this drag on? Get to the point. Yeah. Do whatever you're going to do. But in the, in the course of perhaps going at lightning speed, maybe some of these issues that haven't been thoroughly vetted. One of them is was Donald Trump knowingly calling the election stolen when, in fact, his team had told them that uh, that these issues were not true, or were they real investigations going on? Uh, this new evidence, at least according to the sources who've seen it, uh, is going to show that the, the, at least a group of people under President Trump thought there were very serious open issues that weren't resolved by January 6th. Uh, John Solomon, anything else? We've got about a minute left. Yeah, listen, it's been a tough week for Ron DeSantis. He hasn't been getting great headlines. He had a little car accident on the campaign trail. Fortunately, no one injured. That's good news. But today he laid off a third of his staff. That's very rare for a candidate to have that big a layoff when we're really 18 months from uh, the general election. A third of his staff. Holy cow. Yeah, I read somewhere it was like 38 people so far have left his staff. I mean, this is supposed to be the uptime. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now he says it's part of a reboot. We'll see if that actually creates a rebound or whether it's just a cost saving measure because he's treading water. He continues to go down to the polls. Donald Trump up in some poll uh, polls today, 59 percent in one of the Republican primary polls. And most interestingly, Donald Trump up in some of the general election polls yeah. over Joe Biden. One of them, I think, four points today coming out. Uh, Joe Biden's in a little bit of trouble right now. Well, whatever will be, will be. Thank you, John Solomon, for coming on. And thank you always for uh, doing your homework and getting the truth out to the American people. Lots of big stuff. Great. Thank you, guys.